the identification. So how does that figure in? Does it figure in? Because they can take us to the point where they'll make that mandatory. Okay, talk about right. that. They, right, and they're showing us this through, through, through what they're doing with corona. Now they know they can come up with something where, guess what? They control the system. They control the cash rate. They control wherever we process our contraction, our, 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 wherever we process our transaction at any retail outlet that an American can go to. So what if 100% in the United States of America, the only way you could purchase anything was if you were injected with an RFID chip? Wait, if, 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 if you weren't, then you can't eat. So this is my question. Do you think this coronavirus situation is laying any kind of foundation for them to be able to implement this microchipping of human beings? Do you think that there's any relation? I think that, I know what I really think. Maybe I'm going to tilt that down a little when I sit back. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. This is what I really think, right? I think that, like I said, like I told everyone, I don't know. You asked me a lot of questions, okay? Which I, most of which I've answered repeatedly over and over again, which is okay. Repetition is a good thing as far as, as far as, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, espousing information, the espousal of information. The best way to do it is the repetition. That's why commercial advertising is so successful because it programs. Okay. There are a lot of agendas going on here. Coronavirus is just going to be end up being used by them to do one thing and one thing only, beta test their ability to control the masses. Okay. That's all it's doing now. It evolves. See, this is fluid. It keeps moving. Sure. It keeps moving. Things keep changing. There, there the wasn't that, a static plan in the beginning. There was. As, but, but as it but unfolds, it keeps unfolding. they keep adding different layers to the plan. Yeah, it keeps unfolding. So, I mean, if it's possible, extrapolate. What's the end game? For who? Good question. <laughs> I Again, guess, it I guess, depends on your perspective. Okay. I guess uh, you know. I guess for us, you know, regular. There is no us. Re- regular people, like do you? My, 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 a lot of people are. Watching I'll tell you that. what the end game is. Okay, let's not let's let's keep it simple. You know, like like I'm, I I was in I went to school for journalism, and when I worked for my mom for twenty years for Chocolate Singles, I was uh, advertising and marketing. Everyone in marketing, advertising, promoting, if you don't know, there's an acronym that I was taught at KU, journalism school. It's called Always Remember the KISS Method of Advertising. K-I-S-S. What does that mean? Keep when you're simple. dealing with it? No. Yeah, no. keep it. Yeah, exactly. Keep, keep, it, simple, keep, keep it, it simple. But not just keep it simple. That's not the, even the most offensive part of that. But keep it simple. What is their perception of you that they, and what you think? stupid you're stupid and you're so you are so stupid that if i make it just a little bit complicated you won't get it (laughs) you won't get it that's how stupid you are that's true that's how stupid you are and that's what they're saying and that's what they've done and that's what works and they've done this down to the point now where obviously obviously it's it's evolving but the but the 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 objective is 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 now become a reality. Okay. Okay. So now, what have they done? They've dumbed us down now to the point where that's why the social media outlets are so powerful. 
We don't want to read. True. We don't want to read. We want to look at a very pretty picture and then you have a caption and you tell me your whole story. I mean, a lot of times, how many, how many of you on Facebook even maybe 50%, less than 50%. If you see a post that's like five or six or eight, 10 paragraphs long in all likelihood, you ain't going to read it. No way. You're not going to read it. No way. But it may have a very powerful message. But you know, and it may be one, it may be one of the most informative things. It may be one of the most informative pieces of information that you have ever been exposed to since you're on Facebook. Fake Facebook, but you want to read. You don't want to read it. Why? It's too long. Because no, because they made you lazy. Mm. You want to see images. Why? Because they programmed you with images. Now the kids. Now, now it went to the the corporations. They came up with a whole new. Dyna- a whole new paradigm, right? Because they used to be in advertising and they wanted to get you as young as they could, right, with their products. Schools, so schools were off limits to them, you're a teacher, because they didn't want to commercialize education, right? So allowing this, even if, even if it, the money would help the schools when they were losing money, they still didn't want, they knew that the corporations were profiteers and the schools didn't want to even be perceived. It's not whether you did it or not, but it is the impression of impropriety. Mm. Okay, that could kill you, right? So what? Did, so what? Did, so what they come up with now? Cradle. We want them from the cradle to the grave. That's that's how long we want them. As long as their mind is active, and as soon as it becomes active, even before we want to start pro- programming. And you can look on YouTube when people post videos of their freaking little one in heaven, and they brag about, it. "Oh, look how smart my kid is. He's only two years old, and he he knows how to use an iPhone." Sure. Sure. Does that work or not? Is there an agenda or not? The agenda is right in front of us. We just refuse to see it because all we care about is why you think they created all this sports shit. We don't care about that. Yeah, we, you know, we care about politics a little and how it's going to affect us around the election. But more people, met, more, more basketball fans, they're more mad about the NBA season being shut down. The baseball fans are more, they could give a shit about Corona. They'd be like, you know what? The baseball season would work for my say. I'd be willing to sacrifice 200 people could die just so they wouldn't cancel the season. So I could go see a game. So I could go see a game. Right? And then the basketball. It's America. Wait. And then LeBron James, he, I love him. But he said that when they, when, when, when they started talking about playing games and, and you know, with, with, no, with no, uh, no, fans, fans. no fans, he was the first one to say, I don't know what anybody else is doing. But I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I ain't playing no game without no fans. Why? Because he understands. This isn't a sports game. This isn't the fucking Olympics. Entertainment. I get paid for this. So I can get injured and now my career's over. Over some bullshit. Mm. Over your agenda. Mm. You don't pay me. They, you know, coronavirus. You ask Donald Trump don't write his check. He's like, fuck you. Mm. Mm. So, so again, what I want, what I want people to take from this is what do you personally think is the agenda? Aside from collecting data, okay, aside from collecting data, that's you know, within the beta test, what at the end of this coronavirus, the end, what are they hoping to have accomplished? They've already accomplished it. They've already gotten what they needed to get. Now it's just a matter of time. How long they'll, put, they'll get to a point where, you know what? Okay, we played this game long enough. Now all of a sudden... 
the news media will program everybody that it's okay. It's okay. Just like they did with China. Exactly. It's okay. How in the hell do I know nobody else has been getting a disease in China? Exactly. How do I know that? Exactly. Why? Because I'm supposed to believe what you told me. Right. I'm supposed to believe what you told me. Right. And that's why I know that. So let me ask you, let me ask you a specific question. Right. Imagine tomorrow. Tomorrow, all the news outlets in the world and in the United States come on and say, hey, you know what? Doctors have said that nobody else is going to catch it here in America. And we'll be, be out in a heartbeat. Hmm. We're su- suffering from cabin fever. I, I laugh at some of this stuff because one, one, one guy one guy posted something. He walked in the door and he said, oh, hello. You know, the woman was sitting on the couch. He said, oh, hello. How are you? He said, you look very pretty. And she introduced. She said, hi, nice to meet you. I'm your wife. <laughs> But that's what I was saying. I'm your wife. Right? I, Wait, that's number one. Do you know how much, and this is another statistical fact that I'm sure they're not, they would never, they would never report, uh, ex- expose. No, expose more than report because it's happening. And that is the upticks in domestic violence hmm. that are happening. Because people are home. Because you've never been together this long like this. So true. And you, even if, you know, you've always had some outlet. You've never had to stay home, not for 24 hours, but for fucking 500 hours. Yes. Yep. With, the, with her. Yep. And you can't stand her anyway. And she can't stand you. Right, right. And she got. <laughs> what is this nigga doing home again? Right, 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 right. And you can't go, you know what, lockdown, forget about cabin fever. Because a lot of people are suffering from cabin fever. Sure, man. You know, but aside from that, man, that's a whole nother thing. That's part of the data process. They, they, they're like, they're like the, the, uh, well, what was that? Colossus. You ever just, yes. remember the movie Colossus? Yes. They're just Colossus collecting data. That's why they want 5G. They want to collect it faster. Mm-hmm. We want the data faster, 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 faster. Mm-hmm. We want the data to speed of light. The data's coming in so fast we can't see it. Sure. So we have to set up programs to, to flag us on this, that, and that data. Because we get so much data. Look, like this. The data's moving like this. We can't even see it. See, everybody? That's 5G. That's 5G. The data's moving so fast you can't even see it. You know? Wow. That's wow. what they Yeah. So, you know, another agenda or another uh, another word that you hear over and over, New World Order. NWO. NWO. What, what role does Corona play in the New World Order? The biggest role. The biggest role. Really? They made their biggest move to get to the New World Order. I'm getting hot in my office. So I'm going to take off my tie. Do that, brother. I just had on my tie to make a good impression to all of the ladies that are watching. So I'm going to be specific about that. Okay? I, hope you were, I, hope, I hope you did that, ladies. Let us know. Let us know. Right. Do that. This is the biggest move. Okay. And again, anybody that does their research will find that them transitioning from the current world order to the new world order based on their, based on their own takeover business plan They've been wanting to execute this for the last seven years, at least. And you think Corona gave them an opportunity to take a huge step forward towards that new world? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, that's what I'm saying. This is reality TV. This isn't scripted. This is reality. So it's what moves you. It's like just what moves you make, not only of what your not only of what your agenda is, but how to further your agenda off stuff happening that you didn't expect. That's what I'm saying to you. Ah, I okay. see. I see. Like, I can further, I never expected. To act and react. They never expected time. coronavirus to give them this this this, uh, this opportunity 
at this level. Like I said, like I said, let this number drain into your head and you judge for yourself. I just can't accept it. And I may be the only, I may stand alone, but I'm willing to do that. But it just doesn't make sense to me based on the figures that I've given you of the previous 11 viruses. Okay. And you know, the numbers or whatever. First of all, I tell people, I'm not, a, do your own damn research, do what I do. You'll find out more. Okay. But what happened is with this particular virus, they never expected to understand that they had the ability to shut down the entire nation, not let alone the entire world, right, out of fear, right? So guess what? You know what happens there? They don't, it doesn't matter whether you voted for Trump. It doesn't matter whether you voted for Biden. It doesn't matter whether you wanted Elizabeth Warren. It doesn't matter if you wish Michelle Obama had run. It doesn't matter if you wish Barack Obama, which he tried to do, and that was to uh, write an amendment to, the, to change the 22nd Amendment, which is a term limit, limits amendment from two years to three, from two terms to three terms. All right. And it didn't go through. It doesn't matter who you are and it doesn't matter what you think about this. What they now understand is a few things. That's what I'm saying. It's beautiful. The more I think about it, you know, as an analyst, the more I am excited about, yeah, it's evil. But it's really, really smart evil. This isn't stupid. Mm. This is really, really, really smart to have the ability to shut down the entire state of Georgia, which right now, and go online and Google it yourself, there there live 10,500,000 people because of a a disease that's killed three people statewide. How do you you justify that? Mm. Nobody's questioning that. They're believing it. They're, you know, and you know what it is? This is how you talk about the Bible. This is how the devil comes as a, as, a, as a, you know, is able to capture people because he masked the lie with the truth, hmm. with the truth. Right. He masked the lie. So the lie is what's your takeaway? The lie is. Is yes, they do have another agenda because what they have done in isolation and shutdown is not justified based on the number of people that are infected and dying from this disease. Okay. And, th- and they have a previous record of 10 other bigger viruses that prove that fact, what I'm saying. I see. What I'm saying. This disease is next to, it's, it's second out of the 11 I gave you, it's second to SARS, which killed 774 people. We're now at like what? We're we're now at uh, the United States. I tell you what we are exactly. Okay, in the U.S. right now, this is as of yesterday again, last twenty four hours. Nation in all fifty states, all fifty states, but one, West Virginia, has someone has cases has someone who's been uh, who's been uh, diagnosed as positive. The entire U.S., as of yesterday, a total of 7,300 people have been infected with, with, with coronavirus-19. Out of that, it's only killed 135 people. Are you kidding? And the whole country said that. Are you kidding? And we believe it. Not only are we thanking them. Because they're protecting us from the disease. They're protecting us from the disease. Thank you. We'll do whatever you want so we don't get corona. You know what? 
If my wife gets corona, to protect my kids, I might have to kill her. <laughs> yes, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> you know? I mean, so now that we're in lockdown, right? we're here in Georgia. We're in I'm lockdown. not in lockdown. I'm all over the place. I'm not in lockdown yeah, either, I'm brother. not in lockdown. I'm not in lockdown right. either, brother. But, but are we... You know, oh, wait, before you do that, now this is a funny caveat, right? A uh, sidebar. Okay, this is interesting. This is, oh, this is a big statistic. Wait, I can't leave your audience with this. Because everybody asks about what, what's up with black people. Do black people, I was are black to people immune to the virus? I can't say yes and I can't say no. Yes, there are black people that have been infected by it. They've made those numbers. They've only been celebrities. Okay, number one. Let's, let's do some homework, everybody. Try this. You asked me that question. Do your own survey in your own group or with your family. Find out if you know at least one person that has corona. Mm. Okay, mm. number one. All I can tell you are the numbers and information that I was able to locate. And as it relates to the infection that de- the number of infections and the number of deaths as it relates only to black Americans, no deaths have been reported and the infection level is incalculable. It's too low to calculate. So why 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 do you do you have a reason for why that might be? Because we live in America. Mm. It didn't matter whether you were, it didn't matter whether you were Russian and went down on the Titanic. Guess what? Russians, Parisians, you know, English people, they all died on the Titanic. They all died in the World Trade Center, didn't they? Mm. Terrorists didn't care. You were the guy that hated me. Like, you know, you were the Muslim, Mr. Muhammad, and I was a Christian. You hated me. Guess what? We got killed on the same floor. Sure. Sure. We got killed on the same floor, sure. didn't we? Here's a question for you. 9-11 changed. I was there. I was one block away on the corner of Vesey Street and Broadway when the first tower collapsed. We thought we were dead. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course. Compare the gravity of, of, of the paranoia and the panic that people were feeling immediately after 9-11. You can't compare it. You can't compare it. Because 9-11 had a different purpose. 9-11 was used as a tool to get us into Iraq, into a war. And the war, that was about money. But didn't it also have the effect of creating homeland security? Yeah, that was, those were all pluses. That's, that's icing on their cake. They don't care about the cake, but they'll take all the icing. Sure. You know? Sure. I, you know, I want a chocolate cake, but I... Yeah, I like icing. I like icing. So what is the icing in terms of COVID-19? What are they after after they've done their beta tests and they've collected their data? I don't I I, I haven't written that plan. I can only tell you where they're going. Okay, they're in game. Your, Your question is asking me, what's their end game? I can tell you their end game. I can't tell you when either they are going to execute it, when they are going to try to execute it and be unsuccessful when God is going to allow them to execute it or when he's going to prevent them from executing it. Because this is his creation. People are like, I don't believe in God. He, he's the creator of this, okay? And the, this, what does that mean to me? He created Satan. You know the devil? He was Lucifer. He's created by God, you know? And God has written, told us the end game, and it's lining up with prophecy, okay? And that's this. Their agenda to usher in to coincide with the Bible, you, these two things are going to happen. They're going to be crossword, crossroads to the public, but they're going to merge. And I can tell you when you'll know this. Their, their end game is to achieve a one world government. 
where there are no long, they want to eliminate, they want to totally eliminate governmental sovereignty. Okay. Number two, they want a one world religion. Why do you think Pope Francis, for the first time of any Pope, is saying that like we could we can all we believe in each other's we believe I believe what you believe all they all sign in agreements together to be one under the banner of the Catholic Church. Go look at this one world religion because that controls people. Okay, number three, a one world currency. Sure. Okay, how do they get to the currency part? And I'm gonna leave your people with this because I'm tired of talking. We'll do this another time. We can okay. talk a long time. But how do you get to the one world currency? You know how you do that. You have to eliminate the United States currency as the U.S. reserve, as the U.S. world, as the world's, as the world's reserve currency. I'm sorry. So the U, the dollar right now is the world's reserve currency. What does that mean? That no matter how nations trade or buy from each other, they have to convert everything, everything into, into our currency in order to pay each other. OK, to pay each other. OK. So they want what they want is they want that under one auspices. When that happens, that's when you will see. No, Donald Trump is not the Antichrist. He's not the son of perdition. Neither is Barack Obama. Neither is just he hasn't appeared on the scene yet. Why? Okay. once that happens, those three things, what I just said, according to their agenda, it's going to line up with what the Bible says. And the son of perdition will be revealed who will be the predecessor. He'll be like John the Baptist was to Jesus Christ. The the son of perdition, his job will be to lay the path for the Antichrist. For the Antichrist. How will you know him? He won't be like Donald Trump or Barack Obama. He will come as the most handsome, most beautiful, most loving, the greatest person that you, that, that, that we've ever seen. And he will answer the entire world's problem, no matter where you live. And that's why we'll love him. He'll answer all of our problems. He'll make it better for everybody worldwide. That it doesn't matter what country you live in, you want to sign on with him. Look what he did for that country. Look what he did for that country. Look what, what, what how the conditions were there. He, and he's like, he will be the greatest thing you will love. He will be like, uh, like, like a humanistic, secular, second coming. He, he will come disguised as an angel of light of light, you will think that he is the good guy and he will be able to prove it tangibly to what's happening in the reality of your lives. Okay? To the reality of your lives. But it's deception. And you definitely think this coronavirus is a part of that master plan that is revealed in the Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is nothing specific with Trevor David House and I've been talking with my man Kevin Pruitt. We have another uh, podcast for you next week, you guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, there's my coffee. You got your coffee? Yeah, man. All right, so I'm sitting here with my man, Kevin Pruitt. Are we starting? Yes, we are. We uh, started. We oh, can right, cool. We're going to jump right into it. Okay. I'm sitting here with Kevin Pruitt, who is a longtime friend. I've known Kevin for like uh, 40 can years. Can up there? Can we see Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. I want to be seen because I look good. Yeah, people want to <laughs> see, see that pretty face, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were having a conversation like, I don't know, three or four days ago, we were talking about the coronavirus and it, it's, it's affecting right. all over the world. And man, you said some stuff that blew my mind, right? Stuff I didn't know, right? Stuff that right. was new, interesting and, 
you know, novel to me. So I wanted you to share some of that stuff with some of the people who might be listening on, uh, you know, on, on Facebook or whatever. Okay. Some of the people. So we uh, want to be focused kind of like on like the truth about the virus, right? As much as truth, much truth, releasing as much new information as, as possible, much truth right? as we can get out there. Like, okay. Let me let me preclude what I'm going to say by saying to everyone who's listening that the truth only you can only the truth can only be found if you go searching for it. This is true. Okay. It's not just going to come find you. Why? Because in the world that we live in, what is going to find you are the lies. So you okay. mean, when you say that, you mean there are people out there purposely putting out misinformation about this situation. That, that's my first question. Why? Yes. yes. Why? Okay. Who, who is putting out fake information? What do they send to gain Okay, let's do this. Okay, because you're asking me a lot of questions, and I'm—I I'm, I mean, with the, with what we talked about when we were on the phone, that's one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life with anybody your age. What we talked about will take about ten episodes. Okay? okay, but let's start with this. Okay, even before we get into me, who I am, let me come in as just totally John Doe, out of the blue, objective. You don't know me, so you can't judge what I am going to say or tell people by me, by Kevin Pruitt, right? Just for yourself, just like the Bible. Okay. Read for yourself. Yes, and we, we're going to talk about the Bible yourself, too. Okay, but let's start off with the facts because that's what I wanted to do before Trev came and I was just invited. I mean, he literally just called me and told me and you know, asked me to do this. That's because this that's, afternoon. That's because, like I said, the things that you told me on the phone just blew my mind and I, I felt it was necessary for other people. Okay, this is my position before. And what I am doing is like, the way that I, the way that I debate or, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, or observe or, you know, or espouse my opinion is based more. I'm an information guy. Let's start there. Okay. You know why? Because the information has no has no color, has no agenda. It's what happened. Like yesterday, a hundred and two hundred accidents happened, mm-hmm. and a hundred people got killed in the U.S. last night. This is a fact. That's not hyperbole. Right. It's just fact. Right. That's just a fact. It just happened. So let's go by what happened. I started looking at, it, and this is what I found. Okay, basically. OK, that when I started and I was nobody was more of a news junkie than I was. No one to the point where in New York City, I was I was doing so much documentary research because that's my prime source. YouTube, you can't get more information on the planet than you can on YouTube because everybody always Google stuff. They all Google. Who do you who do you think is their staff is putting out that information? YouTube. Right. But they own YouTube. But they don't control the content. Mm, interesting, right? So YouTube you, stuff. You saying YouTube stuff is the only is unadulterated. It's the, right. It's the only platform right now, to a very large extent, where you can post whatever you want. You can put. You can post whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want. Okay. okay. So, but wouldn't wait? You, let me finish. Okay. So this is how I arrived at this because everybody, my whole family, accuses me of being. I am the penultimate conspiracy theorist. Number one. Let's talk about that. Right, number one. Why am I conspiracy theorist? I thought they were conspiracy theories too. Mm. Again, because mm. I was a mainstream news junkie. It was to one guy that I went to be, I went to the University of Kansas with. Okay. It was one guy I went to school with that turned me on to stuff on YouTube. He's like, that's not true. You need to watch this. 
So what happened was when I watched the first video, I said, that can't be possible. Sure. Okay. Right. That can't be possible. Let me watch another one. Right. They're different people. They're saying the same thing. What happened was it evolved into a cacophony of misinformation. Why? Why do they have to lie? Why the why the mainstream news outlets all broadcasting the exact same thing? And I watched a video on YouTube that was funny like this. And it went through like, it was like a five minute video. And it went through a story, like a major story, and 25 news outlets, 25 local anchors. And oh, so the same thing. Exact same script. Sure. The exact same script. Sure. To the reporting, to everything. And news always had regional objectivity. Mm. Always. Which is gone. Now. It depends on where you were. Right. You know, and like, for example, with even with coronavirus, they done shut down the whole nation. The fuck people in Idaho and Iowa and Montana and the they ain't got that. Hmm. Okay, hmm. so let's root. So now we segue into the numbers because, like, you know, this is okay. Listen to these numbers, and I invite anybody. This is what I mean. Like when people, when I talk about the Bible, I am a licensed minister. Okay, I was licensed when I was at the University of Kansas, where I was the the student director of an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ. Anyone can look that up. Bill Bright. I think I've heard of it. Bill Bright started that. Okay, and so, um, so. Um, um, I, I lose my train of thought sometimes. Well, you. We but in any case, okay. We're going to get this. into the conspiracy aspect. No, you got to start. You have to see before you. Whether something is a conspiracy theory or not is is of is subjectively opinionated. Absolutely. Okay. It, it, I got. That's what it. That's why they call them debates. You got your data. I got whoever whoever gives a better argument wins. Okay. But before you start, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Is there a conspiracy, man? Not, is, o- not only is there... Is there a conspiracy with this coronavirus, or is it just a virus that a lot of people are getting sick from? Is there something behind it? Are there agendas? Are there are there things? Because people are talking crazy. People are talking about Agenda 21, the Stafford Act, the Bilderberg Group, the New World Order... And people are just out there getting sick. Is there any real relation to these things? Is there a real connection between the coronavirus and the new world order? That's what I came here tonight to find. That's a great question. Okay. The two answers is a yes. That that question, that question, it is not black or white is gray. The answer to that. Okay. There's both a yes and a no. Okay. Okay. The yes is that there are two ways that they beta test society a mass for their, you know, say for their, you know, destructive Satanistic agenda. Okay. Their, their power trip to take over their NWO. The first way is crisis doesn't happen or it's too small or it takes too long. So what do they do? They talk with each other and whose turn is it? And they create one. Mm. So right? sometimes they create, they create, manufacture crisis. They manufacture the crisis. Right. But the second way, Corona, the coronavirus 19 to me is the most ingenious beta test that has ever happened since man understood how to talk. Let me ask you a question. Let me repeat that again. Let me repeat that. The coronavirus and what they're doing with it is the most brilliant application, okay, of data mining and beta testing since man as a human being learned how to talk audibly. So 
this moment right now with this coronavirus and them collecting information and so on and so forth, this moment they are making use of all of the social media that is in place to right. gather information about the human population at large. That's not true. Okay. That's not true. They're not, they don't need the social media, right? This, this message, this message is being broadcast by mainstream media. Mm. Social media is secondary. Okay. Social media is reporting what mainstream media is reporting because mainstream media is getting the, the facts first. Okay. Right. That's number one. They get it first. The, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the press secretary doesn't send out a news alert to internet news outlets before she does a press conference, sure. right? Or the sure. president, right? So they just get to they just get to react to information that's given to them that they have no idea whether that information is valid or not. There is no way to verify the source because they're the source. There's a source. <laughs> so it's like whatever you say, how am I going to know what you whether you whether that's the truth or not? Right. I'm I'm not going to work every day in the president. You know, so well, that, well, that is kind of the crux of my question. Like, what should what do we believe as the as well, the, okay. the regular? Let's get back to this and let's run through this real quick. Okay, and anybody who's serious about really finding out or researching for themselves, I don't ask anybody to believe me. I'm not trying to sell this. Yeah, what you what you what you trying to sell? I'm not trying to you, sell you, this. You can't gain. You're not going to gain anything from it. I don't gain. No, I do. Okay. I gain. I gain putting forth an, an informational message of truth that will change people's lives. Okay. That's what I gain. Okay. That's what I gain. Okay. Let's go through. And this is where I really had a problem most recently. And I did this before you. Okay. That's why I was so excited. But let's go backwards. Okay. Let, let, let's do like that's why I love the Bible. Read the end. You can read Revelations first and see what's going to happen to you, and then go back and read the rest. And if you don't do that, this is what's going to happen to you. Good idea. <laughs> Start at the back. Good idea. Right? It gives you the God tells you the ending. You're I'm, so surprised. I'm going to do that because I don't know nothing about Revelation. It's no surprise. Okay. So if we start at the end, this is the thing that got. Let me start at the genesis of where I started doing all the numerical research and not just believing the message, which is what most people do. Most real news fanatics or people who think they're well-informed are the differential between people like in New York who read the Daily News and source the New York Post as opposed to people who read the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Okay. okay? So they think that, that the people that are reading the journals think that they're the only ones getting a real deal, the Post. Why? Because the language, even the English language is a, isn't a language that most – you have to be a college grad to even read the article. Okay. So let's start with the back. I, 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 my problem with you're asking me, is there an agenda? First of all, yes. Number one. Number two, that agenda has been moving successively through administration after administration since Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president. That's what I've heard. Since Franklin heard. Delano Roosevelt was president. And the only person that, tr that tried to change that paradigm was murdered, and that was John, John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. Sure. And after they killed him, everybody saw, yo, everybody who got, yo, you can't mess around. Why? This is serious. they can kill the president. They serious. They serious. Okay. Sure. So it stopped. Okay. So, but but I went online. I'm like, let me, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me ask a question. And I ask everyone 
who's listening or watching this question objectively, no matter what information you have, no matter what your opinion is, no matter what you've heard, no matter what you've researched, compare my, if you've even done, if you've done any research, then you're in the less than 3% have, that have sourced any outside source for, for information outside of the mainstream media. Outside of MSNBC. Right. So I started here. I'm like, they keep shutting down Georgia, right? Right now, I went to American Deli in Georgia to pick up some food. And guess what? In Georgia right now, and I used to, I, and I'm an, I'm an Uber driver. I drive Uber, okay, in Georgia. So I'm, I am more mobile in transit than anyone else, the average person. What have I been finding? Everywhere, they shut down Georgia. The only things that are open now are gas stations and grocery stores. My Planet Fitness is closed. Yeah, and where you can get food, okay? Now, wait a minute, okay? They've done that, but guess what? Went online and did a little research for myself. Today, as of yesterday, so this information, is, is this figure is 24 hours old. In the state of Georgia, the news media keeps scaring me by what's happening in New York. I can give a rat's ass about what's happening in New York. I don't live in New York. Sure, sure, right? sure. That's their problem. Right. And I'm a New Yorker saying right. that. Right. My kids, I have three kids who live in New York right now. My ex-wife who lives in New York right now. Okay, so I get it. Nobody more than me. But in the state of Georgia today, only 197 people have been affected with coronavirus 19. Out of that, only, it's only killed three people. Mm. So how do you shut down an entire fucking state? That, wait, 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 wait. An entire state where the population is 10.5 million and only three people have gotten sick and now the whole state shut down. Okay, so that's my question to you. That's, that, that you don't have to be a rocket scientist. All you got to do is the math. Wait, that, that equate that math. This is what I'm saying. The math is not right. Mm. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a, it doesn't matter what you think. The numbers don't add up. Why? Because of what's happened previously. What's happened previously? What are the top 10 viruses? Most people don't know this, okay? Since the year, starting with 2016, I went and, I went and looked up the effects of the top 10 viruses that have occurred. Number one, Zika, 2016. It was predicted to infect 3.4 million people. That's all the information. That's, that's the latest one. They don't have any dead figures. Hasn't killed anybody. Hmm. Number two, Ebola, 2014. The Ebola virus killed 11,300 people worldwide. Only five people in the United States died from Ebola. And it's because they brought it back from Africa. Hmm. Okay. Right. Do you remember being the whole nation being quarantined by Ebola? No. Okay. Why not? 11,000, it killed 11,300 people worldwide. That's my this question. is the other thing. There are two sets of figures. When you come with me at your statistics, there are two sets of figures. There's the worldwide figure, and there's the U.S. figure. And as, a, as an American, I feel sorry for the people in the worldwide. Sure. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> the, what the hell do I care about what's happening in, in Italy? We're in America. Right. So that's that's really and that's what people have to and you have to learn to differentiate the data to find the real story. Okay, so let me, let me make a point with what you're saying, and I want you to continue with that. So okay. essentially, what you're saying we let is, wait, we, we left off for everybody who's riding at Ebola, which was in 2014, and that killed 11,300 people worldwide. So you're saying that the numbers that are coming out of Italy, China, 
these other countries where coronavirus is causing a lot of havoc really have little to do with what policies and actions are taken here in America. Yeah, exactly. But we are, it seems as though people or the government is forcing us to conflate the two. They're not forcing us to do anything. Okay. That's the beauty of this beta test. Mm. You just you just raised another primary tenant that makes this successful. Just like they, it's, it's the same, it's mimicking the same way they created the TSA. You know how they created TSA? The CIA said, you know what? We need control of the borders and everything. Let's go blow up some airplanes. Mm. Innocent people die. But guess what? As a flying public, it, it, with, the, with an airline, it's Russian roulette. Mm. You might be on a plane with a bomb and get blown up. And what do they do? They flash Lockerbie all over the world. Look what happened to this Pan Am 747. What, what did that translate into? You practically have to be naked to get on an airplane. Mm. Mm. And then you have to give them all your information. And now they're getting more. Now they th- for, you, for your convenience and so that you're safe, they're moving to fingerprints and retina scans. Mm. You can't get any more DNA on a person than scanning their retina. Hmm. You can't, or their fingerprint. There's 7 billion of us on the planet. Not one person has the exact same fingerprint. Fingerprint. Not one. Who did that? Hmm. Over, over a succession of tens of thousands of years of generations. That's never changed. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, but finish your point, Yuri. So, th- the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is Scare tactics, man. Scare tactics. They're reporting numbers, high numbers of deaths coming out of Italy. No, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with the numbers. Okay. They're reporting high infection rates. The numbers aren't high. So then what are they using to justify these measures of shutting down the damn state? Fear. What are they using? Fear. Fear. And then behind that, fear, that's all they need. But my question is, yo, you know why all they need is fear? <laughs> yo, I don't know whether you got the shit now or not, do I? No, you don't. Have you been tested? No, I neither have I. We could be giving it to each other. Does no, that make you scared of me? I gotta go, folks. Does that make you scared? Does that make you scared? No, it doesn't. Not you. But guess what? Everybody, everybody's doing this voluntarily. You know what? To be honest with you, wait a minute. It does wait. make me a little scared. What? It, the idea that. This, this motherfucker right here might be giving me coronavirus right now, sitting in his room. No, his but car. right. It right. does give me a little bit of fear, but my common sense. You, you, we're not you, talking, remember, we're not talking about you individually. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the masses. masses. No, we're talking about the programming of the mass. Sure. That's all they care. Sure. Programming this message. Sure. And it doesn't matter what you and I. It's obvious. All you got to do is turn on the TV and you see how many people have to do whatever they don't care. It don't matter what you think or I think. You better do what they tell you to do, exactly. don't you? Exactly. Right? You better do what they tell you to do. Exactly. That's the bottom line. So, Go ahead. Go wait, ahead with your Okay, so now, wait, I, I, wait, wait, I'm going to answer those questions, okay? Ebola, okay? Remember, these are the top 10 viral disease infections from the year 2016 to the year 1952 is the 10th one. That's how far it goes back, okay? There was no world, there was no quarantine in America for either Ebola and there currently isn't one for Zika, is there? No. Never did. Not a pandemic, right? But... Today, it's killed, Ebola has killed 11,300 people. Number three, the measles virus. The measles virus killed 122,000 people worldwide, okay? Its sister virus, typhoid, currently, right now, 
kills 216,000 people every single year, bro. Hmm. Die from typhoid. Anything quarantine from typhoid, hmm. aren't we? Okay. You see the scalability of the people that have died. Cholera. Cholera in 2010 killed 10,000 people worldwide. Were we under any type of cholera? Did you even did you have to take a cholera shot even in no, the U.S.? No. Did you did they say you need to protect yourself from cholera? I don't remember. It. Only when you go to Africa, right? Mm. Right. Okay. Number six, H one N one. That was in two thousand nine. That killed eighteen thousand five hundred people reportedly, but they predict because of the underreporting of the numbers, they project that it could possibly have killed. 575,000 people. You're hearing these numbers? Huge numbers. 575, that's half a million people. Okay, SARS in 23. That was a Chinese, the origin of SARS was China. SARS killed, remember how big SARS was? It's huge. It was huge, right. It's huge. It's laughable. It's laughable what they do. That's what I'm telling you. It's like, it reminds me of the movie Argo, where the truth is hiding in plain sight. And because it's so, because it's so visible, you don't believe it. You can't see it. Okay. Now check this out. SARS. Remember, everybody remembers the the media frenzy, uh, media, you know, warmth, fear over SARS. Worldwide, there were 8,000 Okay, infected cases of people with SARS. It kills 774 people. Wow. Who gives a fuck about <laughs> Right? Okay, but let me go on. And I don't usually curse. Let me, it's okay. okay. No, it's not okay. I'm going to explain who I, so people understand who I am. The reason I do that, even as a minister, is because I don't, I, I don't use it as a matter of exchange, but I use it to overemphasize sure. the point. You get okay. your now, that's number seven. Number eight. HIV AIDS, that broke in 1984. To date, HIV AIDS worldwide has killed 25 million people. Mm. If they were serious about saving people's lives, they would have put a fucking chastity belt on every woman in America and a lock on every man's dick until you got tested. Because it's killed 25 million people. Did they shut society down? Well, why not? Okay, that was number eight. Number nine, polio in 1952. The polio peaked in the year 1952 after they found a cure for it. Everybody remembers how long they blew up polio. Sure. During its entire duration, the polio disease only killed 3,000 people. What? Okay. The Great Flu. Number 10, the great flu. The great flu was what was right. And remember, of the this is number 10, the great flu. Of the previous nine, none of them were ever declared a pandemic worldwide. None of them. This is the first one. Okay. The the, the great flu. The great flu estimated killed between 30 and 50 million people worldwide. But right, listen to this. Killed between 30 and 50 million people worldwide. This is the main answer. That's why I said, let me share the data. The main answer why I'm saying as an American, I feel bad for them, but I couldn't care. But in contrast, the same disease only kills 675,000 Americans. Mm. We're not affected like that. Mm. Okay. And the last one is the corona pandemic. 
The corona pandemic started in China today, and these figures are only 24 hours old today. Of the, of the origin and the nucleus of where the disease started, the genesis, today 80,894 80, people have been, effect, have been infected in China. There are no new cases right now. It's right. been completely arrested. Right. There are no, so they stopped it. Right. So they've shown that, that it can be stopped. I'm, right? I'm hearing they're shutting hospitals down. Yeah, 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 right? And that's another thing about how, that's another side. We don't even get into the U.S. and how they're bilking everybody and charging billions and billions of dollars to build these buildings. And the fucking Chinese build hospitals in one week. In one, one week. Exactly. Okay, so you say, oh. Does that mean they were lying to us? So if I go to an American contractor, you go to an American contractor and with $20 billion in your pocket, ask him how long it's going to take him to build your fucking hospital. Mm. Okay. And how much he's going to charge you. But okay. But they proved that that's possible. Absolutely. And sufficient. Those hospitals didn't collapse. They, they didn't, the, 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 the roof, the ceilings didn't fall down on people. The floors didn't cave in. Okay. Now. 80,000 today, 80,894 people have been affected in China, 3,237 deaths. By contrast, in the United States, as of yesterday, in the entire 50 states, 7,300 people have been affected and it's killed 135 people out of a population of 327 million. Okay. Worldwide, today, 214,000 people have been affected, infected by Corona worldwide, and it's killed 8,700 people, right? Now, they shut down my state. You see, based on the numbers, what they've done, even when they've responded to a real pandemic. So you're going to tell me after all of these, the, after all of the, the top 10 data that I've just demonstrated to you, that it just that this disease is justified as being dangerous enough to respond at this scale, to respond at this scale. Now, what I will give them, if, you, if it were real, they wouldn't do this because they're losing too much money. They would do like Cuomo did. He didn't quarantine the whole fucking state. He quarantined Westchester, where they had the highest explosion of cases, didn't he? So you can localize it. It's localized. It's localized. People, people in Texas who live fucking 50 miles for each other ain't getting infected by corona. Mm-hmm. Have you ever driven through Texas? It takes you like 12 hours to drive through the entire state. Texas is a big state. And that's, that's my argument. So you ask me, is there another agenda? Look for yourself. Do what I did. Okay, you so, know? so let's talk about that. Yeah. What is the agenda? Well, there, there are a lot it? of them. There are a lot of them. Okay, the agenda, and um, you know, like I said, there, we, we have to do this in segments because there's just too much information. Well, let's start with this one if you've heard of it, the Stafford Act. Have you heard of this this one? I have. What okay. exactly is the Stafford Act? If you know, the Stafford Act was from World War II. You know what? This is this is what I love about it. So everybody can do this. This is how, yo, everybody, see my fucking laptop. You see that? Your question he just asked me, right? What did, what did he, what did, what did Terrence just, what, what did, what did um, um, uh, Dave just ask me? So, right, there is, there is a talk about the fact that uh, President Trump is going to invoke something called the Stafford Act. S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D Act. I believe it's Stafford Act. Right. And this, here, the Stafford Act, the Stafford Act is a 1988 amended version of the Disaster Relief Act of 1974. 
It created the system in place today by which a presidential disaster declaration or an emergency declaration triggers financial and physical assistance through the Federal Emergency Management Agency. So what is the Stafford Act going to do? Everybody wants to yell at him. Homeboy's doing something no other no other president did. He's talking about giving everybody $1,000. And guess what? I've heard people with all their, you know, all of their hyperbole online talking about, oh, wow, $1,000. You know, I, I'm not taking that. You know, I, 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 I typed up something on my, on my Facebook page that said, this is an alert. Anyone who is mad enough of the pre- at the president to, re- to refuse to cash their $1,000 check, send it, over. send it to me and I'll, and I'll spend it. <laughs> send it to me and I'll spend it. That's what the Stafford Act says. Okay, and he's enacting it so that he but see what he's doing. People don't understand. And I'm not even going to get into this, but they do this in succession. What he's doing, he would not be able to do if Obama hadn't written the executive order that allowed him to do that. Hmm, Interesting. The only reason they can sit, sit down like this was because of Obama's executive orders. That's the only way they can do this. He did that. And he was. He was the number one president since Nixon, since um, since Kennedy, to strip more rights from the American public than any other president. You're talking about Barack Obama. I'm talking about Barack Obama. Okay, so the Stafford Act, Kev, sounds positive. It is. S- send every United States citizen thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks. Keep the economy afloat. I mean, it ain't enough. It ain't enough. How, wait, how's it going to keep the economy? Nothing specific with Trevor David Housham. It's 5.16, 5.17 in the morning. I don't know what day it is. I haven't known what day it is for the last week, week and a half, two weeks, three weeks. Laying in my bed, can't get to sleep. Allergies, or could be corona. Who knows? Symptoms are the same, right? Runny nose, coughing, sneezing, tired. What's the difference? Well, I guess the difference is one, one can kill you. The other one just makes you want to kill yourself. What the hell are allergies anyway? Your body's allergic to nature. What could be more ridiculous? It's real funny, God. It's real fucking funny. I'm allergic to the trees and the grass. Real fucking funny. <sighs> Been up all night, every night for the last week and a half. Pumping my head full of nose spray in the hopes that it'll help me breathe. Because, you know, breathing's pretty good, huh? Considering the alternative. Pumping my head full of nose spray. Can't get to sleep. Found out tonight. Nose spray is a stimulant. The more you pump your head full of that shit, the more you can't sleep. 
but you don't pump your head full of that shit. You can't breathe. You can't sleep. What are you going to fucking do? Life's a joke. Said a prayer tonight, though. I think I've been being a shitty husband. In fact, I know I've been being a shitty husband. Shitty is relative, but... I've been being pretty shitty on the shitty scale of things. My shittiness quotient as a husband is pretty high. I prayed that God would... First of all, just let me breathe. Second, that he'd let me sleep. Third, that he'd let me be a better husband because my wife is fantastic. She's an angel, a true angel, angel and an asshole. Who am I talking to? Talking to myself. About what? Nothing specific. That's the name of the goddamn show, isn't it? Show. <laughs> you call this a show, moron? Yeah, whatever. I asked God to get rid of all my vices. Well, that's not... That's not being specific. I asked him to help me to get rid of all my vices. Smoking, pornography, various other things that I'm not gonna mention here because somebody might take me to task or tell my wife. An angel that she is, I don't want her to know what an asshole I am. I guess the fact is, she must already know she lives with me, right? She's out in the living room right now, sleeping on the couch. Why? Because I asked her to. I asked her to go sleep on the couch so I could sleep in the bed and try to get some sleep. But it's not working. I'm up. What is it, 5.19 now, 5.20? She's out there fast asleep, peacefully on the couch, listening to some tinkly Japanese music. I just shaved off my mustache. Looked like a friggin' camel. Shaved off the mustache at 5 o'clock in the morning. Why? Nothing better to do. I was up earlier on Facebook. was looking at porno. Then I came across a no-fap video on YouTube. I guess because YouTube knows that I've been fapping my ass off at 3 and 4 in the morning. Why? Nothing better to do. Anyway, I watched the video, the no-fap video. Black guy talking about how no masturbation for the last two years has changed his life drastically. He says he's got more clarity. 
Who the fuck needs more clarity? <laughs> what do you need to see this shit clearer for? Anyway, dude says he's got more clarity, more willpower. Uh, I could use some of that, I guess. Helped get me off the goddamn no-spray and cigarettes. There's a couple things I'm not so angry about being addicted to, like chapstick, for instance. I guess I'm addicted to chapstick. I like my lips to be moist. That's another conversation. I feel like taking another few pumps of the, uh, Good old nose spray that's sitting right next to me here on the bed, but it's a stimulant and I'm trying to get to sleep. 5.20 in the morning, the sun will be up in a couple hours. It's nothing worse than being up all night trying to get to sleep and watching the sunrise. When that happens, you're doomed. <sighs> Man, I, don't, I just don't know. Watched a little comedy earlier. Some chick, some black chick with a lot of hair, talking about her hair. She's kind of funny, I suppose. Black guy talking about how he did cocaine once and then the cocaine made him gay. Didn't know cocaine could make people gay, but, you know, whatever's clever, right? I think tomorrow's Wednesday. That's not entirely accurate. It's Wednesday already. Tomorrow would actually be Thursday. Been doing some good writing lately, I guess. Got this screenplay going. Got 55 pages into it. Don't know if it's going to be a screenplay or a, like a miniseries kind of thing. You know, I never saw one single episode of that Game of Thrones thing, and I'm glad. I actually never saw one single episode of a whole lot of things that other people seem to think are really popular. Myself, I prefer documentaries. It's real, you know? I can Something I can grasp onto. Something real. I've never been a real big fan of fiction. Just a bunch of bullshit somebody made up in their head. What do I care? A bunch of fake characters, fake places. Fake things, fake scenes, it's all fake. I fucking hate it. Last sitcom I was into was uh, Seinfeld. I thought that was funny. I think Seinfeld was, what, 90s? I don't even know. I quit TV right after that, maybe. It just seemed... A waste of time, you know, sitting down, watching a, watching other people doing shit while you're sitting there watching them. I mean, it's goofy. It's goofy. 
So I quit it. Quit watching sports about 30 years ago when I realized I was uh, pouring my heart out for a bunch of guys who don't fucking know me. Crying. Getting all emotional. My teeth all gritted. Pulling my hair out for a bunch of fucking goofballs running around with a ball. Some fucking stadium. Tickets I can't fucking afford. Popcorn and fucking sodas, 20 bucks. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. I quit watching sports, man. The only sport I got any interest in is boxing. Boxing is real. Boxing is real. Couple guys. Couple guys wearing shoes and some shorts and some gloves. Punching on each other until one of them doesn't want to get punched anymore. That's real. Can you hear that outside? Somebody's alarm is going off. It's 524 in the morning. Somebody's alarm is going off. Let's see how long that's going to last. It's nothing more, nothing more annoying than <coughs> an alarm going off at 524 in the morning. You got to wonder, is somebody's car being broken into... Did a squirrel jump on the car? You know, how's that happen? How's that happen? And what's that do? I mean, you're 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 in your apartment, right? It's five twenty-four in the morning. You know, every car out there's got an alarm on it. Every single car in the parking lot's got an alarm. Every one of them. You hear one alarm going off. What are the what are the chances of you thinking, hey, that's my car? Could be anybody's car. How likely is it for you to jump up out of your bed and run outside and 5.24 in the morning, you're in your long johns, it's freezing cold, you run outside, it's not your car. It just seems like a waste of technology, man. Let them break in. I mean... If you got something valuable in your fucking car, you should know not to. Take all your shit out of your fucking car and bring it inside. <sighs> what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> As if there's something to do. Some place to go. I'll go outside, you know. I'll get in the car, I'll drive down the road, I'll turn left on Old Norcross. I'll take Old Norcross up to Jimmy Carter. I'll turn left on Jimmy Carter. I'll drive up Jimmy Carter, drive up to Buford. I'll make a U-turn on Buford, drive back down Jimmy Carter, turn right on Old Norcross, turn right on Pleasantdale Crossing and come right the hell back here. 30 minutes, wasted gas, doing absolutely nothing. I can't wait till allergy season is over. Today here in Atlanta, the allergy, the, po the pollen count, which is another thing. How the fuck does anybody count pollen? Whose job is that? Is there some guy outside fucking counting the pollen? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. 
Come on, man. How the fuck does anybody count pollen? It's besides the point. Today's pollen count here in Atlanta was something like 9,000. 9,000. First of all, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? Does that mean that there were like 9,000 little pollen droplets per what square foot or something? You know, or, or, or does that mean like the guy whose job it is to count the pollen, he got to 9,000 and then just fucking gave up, you know, went outside, counted up to 9,000, went back to his boss and said, hey, boss, it's 9,000. And then it's reported all over the news. I did a little research. 3,000 is extremely high. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I just said? I said, 3,000 is considered extremely high. And today, Atlanta's pollen count was 9,000. What the fuck is going on? We got Corona outside and we got a fucking 9,000 pollen count. Now for a guy like me, who's allergic to everything, a 9,000 pollen count is life in hell. And that's why I'm up at 5.27 in the morning, talking to absolutely nobody about nothing specific. I'm going to try to give up smoking, though. Because what a heinous, pernicious, disgusting habit that is. First of all, let's consider the basics. You got this tobacco stick in your mouth. You're bringing flame up two, three inches away from your lips. You're puffing in, what, 7,000 carcinogens with every puff? You know, smoking cigarettes is one of these things that you got to wonder, who the fuck thought of that? Who was standing on a field one day looking out at tobacco leaves and thought, hey, you know what? Let's get these things. Let's get these leaves, dry them up, right? Let's get these leaves, dry them up. Let's roll them up into a piece of paper and put fire to it inside of our mouth. What the fuck is that? Yet, here and still, I'm doing it. Alcohol, though, alcohol is a, a vice that I could just never understand. You know why? It tastes like fucking shit. Alcohol tastes like gasoline. It's one of these things people say, you know, you got to get acclimated to the taste. What the fuck is stupider than that? You got to get acclimated to it. So the first 25 times you drink it, it tastes like puke, but you keep doing it until finally it doesn't quite taste like puke. 
But what it does do is it makes you puke. I don't get it. I've never, ever, ever been drunk. And that's some bullshit. I was drunk once. I was in a club in L.A. I was sitting outside. I don't know. I was drinking. I don't know. I don't know. When you go to clubs, you know, people buy you drinks, especially if you hang out with guys. Guys are, hey, you want a drink? No, man, I don't drink. Come on, man. Let me buy you a drink. No, bro, thanks. I don't drink. Come on, you don't drink. What are you drinking? I, I don't. I don't drink. Hey, I'll get you what I like. I'll get you my favorite drink. Knock yourself out, pal. So I'm drinking. I'm outside. I was outside on the smoking porch, smoking and drinking. I'm sitting down. There's some chick next to me. I'm drinking, and I, I'd been drinking, I guess, too much. I guess I was fucking drunk. I'm talking to the chick. She's kind of feeling me, I think. You never know. She's kind of feeling me, I think. And I, uh, I, I said, excuse me for a second. And I turned away from her. And I fucking vomited. I vomited right next to me on the other side of the chick. The fucking weird thing was I turned back to the chick. And she didn't bat an eyelash it was like she's had 10 20 30 40 guys vomit right in front of her before and she'd gotten herself acclimated to it i guess <sighs> another thing that happened that same night and this is weird this is a really weird one maybe not i don't know just before I had gone outside to go vomit next to the girl, I go into the bathroom. There's a bunch of guys standing in there, you know, a couple guys in front of the urinals. There was this one black guy, and he was about three feet in front of the urinal, about three feet away from the urinal, pissing with his hands on his hips. And I'm wondering, dude, what the fuck are you doing standing so far away from the urinal? Of course, I, you know, I, I had to, it was an accident, but I, you know, I looked down to see what's going on down there. Guy's dick was as big as a fucking loaf of bread. The guy had a loaf of bread dick. And I guess that's what he was doing. I guess he was showing off his fucking Wonder Bread dick. Fucking goofball. Head on a suit. Hands on the side of his hips. Looking around like, hey, check out my fucking pumpernickel dick. Goofball. You know, I went to L.A. a couple of weeks ago. About a month ago. L.A. is a fucking cesspool, man. I, 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 you know, I, you know, I get it, though. I get it, you know, because the sun shines there every day, all day, all year round. And a bunch of movie stars live there. And the fact of the matter is the canyons in, in L.A. are just spectacular. You drive down 
you drive down Topanga Canyon and it's, it's spectacular, you know? You drive up, drive up into the valley through Laurel Canyon. It's magnificent. There's, you know, you drive, drive down, uh, drive down to the beach through the canyons. It's magnificent. Honest to God, it's just, it's magnificent. But Hollywood is just disgusting. Just disgusting. I mean, there's homeless everywhere. The traffic is just disgusting. It's an unsightly city, Hollywood. Rent eighteen, twenty-two hundred dollars for a friggin' studio. I remember I was there what four years ago. Me and my girlfriend were living together. She's my wife now. That's the one that's living out, sleeping out in the living room on the couch for me. Anyway, we're looking for an apartment, me and her. We, uh, we're searching for an apartment, and, and we came across this one place. It was, wasn't even an apartment. It was like an outhouse in the back of somebody else's apartment, this this white chick was renting out like her shed as a fucking apartment. Fucking shed, okay? It's a shed. Girl wanted $1,600 for her shed. The shed had no kitchen, no bathroom, and we had to share the friggin' shed with her great Dane. You gotta be fucking kidding me. The thing about that was she had a list of people. We were like number 17. She wanted us to fill out an online application and take a personality test to live inside her goddamn shed with her friggin' Great Dane. My God. The reason we were looking for an apartment was because we got moved out of the place we were living in by this Korean guy who had bought out the building and wanted to triple the rent. We were paying eight fifty in a really nice place right off Third Street, just south of Pico, couple blocks, couple blocks west of uh, Western. Matter of fact, real nice location. My Japanese wife had found the place. A Japanese landlord had rented it to us. It was great. We lived there for about a year and a half. Then the next door neighbor, Korean guy, decides to buy the place and fucking triple the rent. Fuck him. We moved out. Looked for another place for a while. And then we decided, fuck this city. We got in, got in my uh, wife's little... Centra, and decided to drive east. We decided that we'd drive east and move here to Atlanta. We got about a thousand miles east of LA. Thousand miles, I don't even know. We got right outside of the Grand Canyon, which is a whole nother story in and of itself. Just outside the Grand Canyon, the wife's car breaks down on the side of the road. It's fucking 10, 11 at night. We're driving, cruising, talking about how beautiful the Grand Canyon was. And then suddenly we hear boom, 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 boom. 
And then the fucking car just stops on the goddamn highway. We're sitting there. I used my Verizon mobile app. Verizon sucks, by the way. I used my Verizon mobile app to uh, call roadside service. The best thing about Verizon is their roadside service. It's free. So I call their roadside service. We sit there and some weirdo in a truck pulls up. And, uh, you know, he didn't even look at the car. He just, he just says, get in. Me and my wife climb into his tow truck. He hooks up the car to the back of the tow truck, tows us to a city in New Mexico called Grant, New Mexico. Grant. Grant, New Mexico. It's 11 o'clock at night. We get into Grant. The guy asks us, where do you want to go now? What do you mean, where do we want to go? We don't fucking know. Where do you want to take us? He says, I can pull your car to a garage and then I'll take you into the city and then you're on your own. He pulls a car into a garage. He drives us and drops us off at a Denny's. Me and my wife go into the Denny's. We have some breakfast, pancakes, eggs, the whole shebang. We ask the waiter, hey, do you guys got Uber here? Now, mind you, this was three and a half years ago, okay? Three and a half years ago. We asked this waitress in Grant, New Mexico at the Denny's, hey, you got Uber here? The waitress looks us dead in our eyes and says, what's Uber? What do you mean, what's Uber, ma'am? What do you mean, what's Uber? She looks, she looks at us, what's Uber? Ma'am, bring us a check. Never mind. She brings us a check. Me and my wife walk outside. We walk down the road. There's a motel up the road. We go to this motel. It's about midnight. I walk inside. We both walk inside. And there's an older white lady behind the counter. Kind of heavy. Glasses. Dark hair. She's looking at us real, real angry like. Like, you guys don't fucking belong here in Grant. I say to her, you got any rooms? No. Uh, can I use, you got, is there? No. Thank you, ma'am. We leave that hotel. We walk up the street to another hotel. We ask the guy at that hotel, you got any rooms? He's got rooms, sure. We pay the money. We go into the room. The room smells like a toilet bowl. No, no. Check that. The room smells like 17 toilet bowls. I go back to the front desk. Hey, that room smells like 17 toilet bowls, sir. You got another room? Sure. We go into another room. That room smells like 14 toilet bowls. Back to the front desk. Hey, you got another room? Sure. Third room smells like nine toilet bowls. By this time, we're exhausted. My wife, she lays down. We fall asleep for a couple hours. I wake up two hours later. I go to the front desk and I say, hey, 
car broke down on the highway. It's at some garage. There's no Uber here. Uh, can we, what, what can we do? How can we get to this garage? Guy says, I'll give you a ride. Great. Go back to the room. I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to go check on the car. Get in the car, get in the guy's car. Drive to the garage. No one's there. I'm sitting there waiting. Hey. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm doing my little podcast and just talking to nobody. You okay? You sure? Why'd you wake up? Wife woke up. I guess she thinks I'm in here talking to somebody. I'm not. Anyway, uh, where was I? I'm waiting at the garage. Six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Finally, somebody shows up. Who shows up? Santa Claus. White guy, big fat. Uh, he's got he's got suspenders and like a lumberjack shirt, big white. Santa Claus beard. I say to him, uh, hey, you know, our car broke down on the road. Do you think you could uh, check it out? He says, sure. Goes out to the car, pops the hood, looks at the engine, laughs. Big fat Santa Claus laugh and says, this car's done. Santa. What do you mean the car's done, Santa? What are you talking about? It's done. It's done. Your pistons went through the transmission. I mean, you could change the transmission. Santa, change the transmission. What's that going to cost? Eight, nine hundred dollars? Three thousand dollars? I don't know. I, I, I know fuck all about cars. He says to me, yeah, it's going to be somewhere in that range. And you're going to have to wait three or four days. We don't have any transmissions here. We're going to have to order it. Santa, who are you going to order a fucking transmission from? And why do we got to wait three days for it? Well, that's what you're looking at. All righty then. I asked Santa to give me a ride back into town, back to the hotel. He does that. I go in the room, the, the, the toilet room. I wake my wife up and I tell her her car is done and she starts crying. It's nothing worse than being in Grant, New Mexico. In some toilet bowl motel. And your wife is crying because her car just crapped out on the highway. Right after you guys just got seen, got through seeing the, the Grand Canyon. She's crying. She says she wants to go say goodbye to her car. What do you mean you want to go say goodbye to the car? What do you mean? She tells me she wants to say goodbye to the car. All right, let's go say goodbye to the car. 
We go back up to the front desk. I ask the front desk guy to give us a ride to the mechanic. He does so out of the kindness of his heart. We get to the car. Santa's sitting at the front desk, this old mechanic shop. My wife's outside walking in circles around her car, bawling her eyes out. Car's a Sentra. I mean, it's not like it's an Acura legend or a, I don't know, Mercedes Benz. It's a freaking Sentra. But who am I? What do I know? She says goodbye to the car. We get back to the hotel, figure out what we're going to do next. What's that going to be? There's one car dealership in town. The front desk guy at the hotel tells us maybe we can go to that car dealership and see if they'll rent us a car to drive to Albuquerque, which has got Albuquerque's the nearest city with an airport. I'm thinking we're going to, you know, take a flight, fly to the East Coast, fly to Atlanta, fuck the driving thing. So, uh, we get a ride to this car dealership, and it's a black-owned car dealership in Grant, New Mexico, which is pretty cool. Since it's black-owned, me being black and all, I walk inside and, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, family? What's up? What's up? Black people say, what's up? This black guy is like, hey, what's up, man? He takes me aside, and he's like, hey. I got the good shit if you need it. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know me. You don't met me. You're trying to sell me fucking weed? Are you out of your mind? I'm here to rent a car. Oh, you guys want to rent a car? Oh, all right. I got that too. Hang out a little bit. Me and my wife are sitting in the car dealership two, three, four hours. A little bit later, I, you know, I don't see the guy. I don't see the guy. The guy walks away. I don't see the guy for two, three, four hours. Two, three, four hours later, some black woman comes over to me. Can I help you guys? Yeah, we were just talking to Jerome. Uh, Jerome was going to see if there's a car we could rent. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Um, Jerome no longer works here. What are you talking about? I was just talking to Jerome. What do you mean he lo no longer works here, ma'am? Uh, Jerome, um, we had to let Jerome go. He was conducting business on the premises that was illegal. No fucking shit. The minute I walked in the door, he offered to fucking sell me weed. Anyway, ma'am, me and my wife need to rent a car. Yeah, we don't rent cars. We sell cars. Yeah, ma'am, I know that. I know that. You you, you told me that, ma'am. I know that. And so there's no Uber here. There's no rent a, rent a car. Me and my wife need to get to Albuquerque to take a flight to Atlanta. She tells me she does she can't help me. Albuquerque's eighty miles away. You know, she can't help me. There's no taxi service that's gonna drive eighty miles. Oh, but wait, we've got a Mexican gentleman.
that does odd jobs for us. Maybe he'd be willing to drive you. <sighs> sure, ma'am, called a Mexican gentleman. She calls Jorge. Jorge shows up 10, 15 minutes later. What can I do for you guys? Well, Jorge, me and my wife got stranded. Our Sentra got broken down on the highway. Santa Claus couldn't fix it. Said we needed a new transmission. Said it'd take three or four days. We don't want to stay here in Grant. We need to get to Albuquerque pronto. Can you take us to Albuquerque? Sure. Really? Sure. Great. We hop in his... We hop in his... What did he have? I don't even remember what he was driving. Was it a truck? I don't remember. We hop in Jorge's vehicle, head back to the hotel, pack our bags. Jorge drives us 80 miles to Albuquerque. <laughs> he drops us off at an Applebee's. We have some dinner at the Applebee's. I remember I had a steak and corn. I don't remember what my wife had. I asked the waitress, hey, is there some place around here we can rent a car? She says, sure. I ask her, hey, is there a pretty, pretty decent motel around here we can stay in? She says, sure. There's a motel right around the corner from here. We go to the motel after Applebee's. Steak was dry and small. We go to the corner. We go to the hotel, check in. I remember the hotel was, was a pretty big hotel. That's all I remember about it, actually. Next morning, we wake up. There's a, there's a car rental pretty close to the hotel. We go and we rent the car. We rented a Nissan Rogue. It was really cheap. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I think it cost us 600 bucks to rent that thing. We rented it. We got in it. My wife says she wants to go say goodbye to her car again gotta be kidding me we get in the rogue drive back west 80 miles to grant my wife gets out of the rogue walks in circles around the old centra a few times cries again santa claus comes out and asks me what do you want us to do with the car i tell him hey you can keep it for scrap. He says, no, nope, can't keep it here. If you keep it here, you're going to have to pay a storage fee every day. Every day it's here, you're going to have to pay a storage fee. I tell him, listen, how about we just pay you a few hundred right here, right now, and you do whatever the hell you want with the fucking car. Santa says, okay. Paid him a couple hundred bucks. My wife kisses the car, we get back in the center, we head east. <sighs> it 
It's like 5.45 in the morning here in Atlanta. I can't sleep. This is nothing specific. It's Trevor David Ouch.